Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. guys welcome back send in some questions we can get stuck into it let me know if you can hear me all right vintage jackson hey mate how are you can't wait to see you in the morning looking forward to it dean welcome on brother wispy welcome on three questions guys let's talk some footy tiago welcome on mate alex how are you brother good to see you jack how are you mate what's going on mate good to have you on Jaden Wilson, hey dad. <laughs> Kai, welcome on. Send through your footy questions, guys. Manly or Rabbits? I'm really torn on this game, to be honest with you. Uh, I sort of said Manly for all season to be in the grand final after my Canberra Raiders tip fell ass first. But, uh, mate, the South Sydney Rabbitohs with a week off, I'm, uh, I'm very nervous about it, to be honest with you. Probably not, not a game I'll be betting on. Probably one I'll just be sitting back and enjoying. Claude, welcome on. Rabbitohs or Manly? Yeah, I'm going to go with Rabbitohs, guys, just off the back of the week off. But, uh, yeah, I probably won't be betting on this one. I'll just be enjoying for what it is. Uh, thoughts on the Panthers incident? I assume you mean the um, the extra, the, the trainer stop in the game. Pretty average. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, it's a tough one. I, I think that we need to set some really strict rules in place. Uh, I think the referees probably need to take a bit of accountability too and assess that if there's no trainer near there it's probably play on but it all happens so fast it's hard to say uh it is a little bit worrying i think the panthers probably knew what they were doing to be perfectly honest with you uh i mean it's not a fluke that as soon as Parramatta get on the front foot the panthers find a way to stop the game you know it's uh it's smart footy if you can get away with it and the Penrith panthers on the night they managed to get away with it trainer's going to be suspended he's going to cop a fine that i'm sure the club will help him out with uh yeah, I'm sure it's something. You know, the Penrith Panthers, they're playing this week to get into a grand final. If in two weeks' time they're lifting a trophy, I mean, do you reckon they're going to care they didn't have their trainer and whatnot? So it's a tough one. Uh, can Thompson be the best, the game's best prop? Doghouse, yeah, mate. I assume you mean Luke Thompson, mate. I definitely think he can. Uh, I'm a big fan of Luke Thompson. I don't think we've seen anywhere near his best. Uh, he just needs to stay on the field. Unfortunately, I think he's one of those dudes. He's fallen into that Jared Rea Hargrave sort of category uh, where I think referees sort of expect him to do the wrong thing and they pin him for little things that maybe they wouldn't others. But uh, yeah, I think he's got huge ability, Luke Thompson, mate. He could be anything. Lockie Dobb, grand final predictions. Uh, I've, I reckon it's going to be the Melbourne Storm and I think the Manly Seagulls, mate. 
Um, I thought it was going to be that result from about halfway through the season, uh, but it hasn't happened the way I expected it to. I obviously I thought the Manly Seagulls would have to beat the Penrith Panthers this week to get into that grand final, but uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs pulled a huge upset a couple of weeks ago. Who's going to win best player? I think it will be Turbo, mate. I was having a look at the uh, the results from last night. I think it's after round 19. And off the top of my head, I think Turbo scored 10 tries in the last five weeks. So I think he was only one point behind Cleary. So surely, surely Turbo shits in from there. If, if Turbo doesn't win it this year, I mean, there's already something wrong with this uh, medal. There's no doubt about that. And, I mean, this is just push it over the edge. Think about Olam getting named Dallium Centre of the Year nominations tonight. Yeah, I you know I, I do these things all the time where I make lists and I do this and I do that. You genuinely sometimes you do forget, guys. I know it's a big mess up. Uh, I personally think that they've made a bad call. Uh, they've seen the backlash. You know what? And credit to uh, the NRL that they own their mistake. Uh, they left this guy out. They shouldn't have. They've owned it. They've put him back in there. So it's the result we wanted. We had to go the long way around to get it. But good on the NRL for owning their mistakes. We're not all perfect. We all make mistakes. I've left you know, really quality guys off lists and teams and shit that I've made. It does happen. So, uh, but yeah, just warning for the NRL to miss out on uh, Melbourne strike center. It's an odd one, isn't it? Um, what have we got? Who's tip for the Queensland cup? Uh, mate, I'm probably going for the North devils. They're a team that I've always liked. I love their coach, Rowan Smith. He's a champion fella. So I'll be cheering them on. I really haven't kept that much close contact with it this year, to be honest with you, mate, not as much as I normally do. Got my NRL grand final tickets. How good. Lachlan, mate, you got a Bronco in your uh, in your DP. You're in a bit of Barney rubble there, but I assume you live up there in Brisbane. Very exciting, mate. I am very, very jealous. The GH Raiders' views on Ryan James to the Broncos. Yeah, I like the signing by Brisbane. I think it's an interesting one, letting Bullimore go and signing Ryan James. Uh, but I'll always be a fan of Ryan James. I remember watching him play SG Ball. There was one season where the Gold Coast Titans had a uh, SG Ball team in the comp. I think it was 2010, maybe 2011. And I remember watching him come down, and he was... He was as big then as he is now. He's a scary prospect, Ryan James. I really hope we we eventually see his best football because he's a guy that I think he's underachieved in his career because of injuries and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I don't think any team is worse off for having a guy like Ryan James in their system. First try scorer for both games. Matt, I have not hit a fucking first try scorer all year. It has been unbelievable. Uh, Melbourne Storm, I'm going to go Justin Olam, though. And South Sydney, I might take a bit of a wild card and go Alex Johnson in that one, mate. Any suggestions how the Eels take the next step? You know what? I don't think the Eels... Oh, I've said all season, I don't think they can take that next step. But I'll tell you what, on the weekend, they really impressed me. Uh, as I said, I've seen much worse teams win finals games. So I was really impressed by Parramatta. I sort of had to swallow my pride a little bit and cop it on the chin that... I'm not saying they are going to take that next step, but I'm more confident now than I ever have been that Parramatta can take that next step. So uh, really interesting times there. Garrick for Dallium, winger of the year. Yeah, I don't think Garrick would be too far off. I always like Josh Adokar. He probably hasn't played enough games. The, th- the thing about these Dallium positional awards is that they go to the guys that have the most points. So, fuck, it's hard to win win like a winger of the year or a centre of the year. So, when you think about all the tries he scored, goal kicking and everything, Ruben Garrick is probably a really good shout for that award. Commanly halves, DC in particular, get over Reynolds to own the field. Uh, yeah, well, apparently DC is Michael Jordan. Not sure if you saw that last night. What a fucking Barry Crocker that was. Uh, but DC, very experienced player, along with Kieran Foran as well. Uh, probably the two best clutch guys in our game, DCE and Adam Reynolds going head-to-head. That's what I'm most excited for. Uh, two of the best kicking games as well. Adam Reynolds is the best kicking game in my opinion. Uh, I think this one will be won through the middle as most prelim finals are. Kicking games are so important, but... Uh, your forwards will really decide this clash for me. So really looking forward to it. 
Queensland win next year. Uh, mate, if they get Slater and Cam Smith, I'm very nervous. I don't know if they win. I'm obviously a New South Wales fan. It's the one place that I do get a little bit biased. But, yeah, I, I was always confident we were going to win this year because Paul Green was there. I, I never felt like he was going to get the very best out of that side, and I think it's fair to say that he didn't. Um, bringing Billy Slater and Cam Smith, those guys with that all around them, the guys that... You know, the current group they looked up to when they were playing. I think a lot of State of Origin, I haven't played myself, so I'm just talking out of my ass here, but I think a lot of State of Origin isn't so much coaching. It's just about getting the best out of your guys and having them emotionally up for that big stage. So I feel like if I'm running out in a Queensland jersey about to take on a red-hot New South Wales side that are favourites and I've got Paul Green talking to me or I've got Cameron Smith or Billy Slater... um, I'll tell you which one's going to lift me more. They get KP back for a whole series next year. Uh, I think that Harry Grant will be there for the whole series as well. So they'll be a different footy side next year. They'll be scary. J-Moss, New South Wales lockdown. Stay safe, guys. Yeah, everyone in New South Wales, take care of yourselves. A bit of a grim time. Uh, Tommy is Manly's X-Factor. Could Benji be South? Uh, yeah, I think Tommy is Manly's X-Factor. I think that goes without saying. I think Benji definitely could be, mate. I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than what people are saying. Uh, in saying that, I thought the Melbourne Storm and Manly game was going to be a little bit closer and they blew them out. It's it's always a worry when one team's had a week off and they've got a good coach. And it's like in the NFL, having a week off is an absolute goldmine. One, you guys are rested, but it's an extra week of tape that you can do. And I guarantee you that South Sydney, the coaching staff, they would have watched that game between the Manly Seagulls and the Melbourne Storm time and time again. And, you know, obviously Cam Munster, his kicking game really took uh, Tom Trebojevic out of that game. And unfortunately for Manly... In my opinion, South Sydney have the best kicker in the game. He's been the best kicker for a couple of years. Uh, emotionally, South Sydney are going to be up for this one as well, obviously. I, I think it's it's Adam Reynolds' is potentially his last game. It could potentially be Wayne Bennett's last game, and I think that they probably know it's Benji Marshall's last game as well. So, Dane Gagai's leaving, Jaden Sewer's leaving. So, there's a lot going into this for South Sydney. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Gagai, any chance for M Centre of the year? Jeez, I don't know. I, I, I uh, That's the hard thing as well. you got Matty Burton in this system, and he's probably picked up a couple of points whilst playing 5-8. So it's interesting to see if Matty Burton gets those points as a centre when he was playing 5-8. Uh, I, I can't believe Justin Olam was left out of it. That probably indicates to me that maybe he's missed out on points. But, geez, you'd find that hard to believe, wouldn't you? It's a hard one, Dallium centre of the year. I'm not quite sure which way it's going to go. Hey, Fennec, hello, mate. Um, do you think the Eels-Panthers game needs to be replayed? No, nah, no, no, I don't, mate. What are you going to do? Start replaying games whenever there's a poor referee decision or whatever? I just... It is what it is, unfortunately. It sucks, Parramatta fans. I, I get where you're coming from, but it is what it is. In my opinion, you still had your opportunities to win that game as hard as it was, as much as things were against you. Uh, as I always say, if you leave the result up to the referees, you probably haven't done enough yourself. Parramatta had their opportunities, uh, just the way it goes sometimes. And, you know, there'll be a time later on where these things, they do go Parramatta's way when sometimes they don't. And it's just the way that uh, the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. But no, I'm not replaying it, mate. I think that's a little bit over the top. Can you see the Storm losing against Penrith? Uh, it's possible, but I, I'm tipping Melbourne, mate, off a week off, a good coach. Uh, yeah, Penrith, they're the walking wounded at the moment. They've looked gassed for a couple of weeks. And this is what I said in the preseason that I was worried about Penrith. It's... Uh, you know, it's hard to climb the mountain the first time, but then to get back up and climb it again when uh, you're not the hunters, you're the hunted now, it's it's a really tough gig. And I think Penrith have felt that in the back end of the season here. Cody Fidelium, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, mate, I see you've got a Bunnies emblem as your DP there. So I think Cody's had a great season. I think that if Tom Travojevic didn't exist, Cody Walker could potentially get up there. But I've got to be honest with you, when I looked at the results after round 19, Cody was a little bit lower than what I thought he would be. 
Uh, but he did finish the season pretty red hot, obviously. So I think it will go to Tom Travojevic, which is scary considering I would guess Cody Walker's probably played six or seven more games than Turbo off the top of my head, just coming off the dome here. But uh, yeah, I think Cody Walker, he's had a season that deserves a Dalian medal, but he probably won't get it. As a South fan, I really can't wait for the game this weekend. I'm confident but worried about Turbo. Yeah, I would be worried about Turbo too, mate. But uh, yeah, I, I think you, you, you got a good enough side to be able to handle them. Thoughts on Olam? Yeah, spoke about Olam. Very shocked by that one. Kick out to the Broncos. I uh, heard rumors about kick out going everywhere, to be honest with you. So not going to dive too deep into it. He was going to the Dragons, then he was going to Brisbane, then he's going to Rugby Union. God knows where kick out's going to end up. Uh, Brian Fletcher seems the obviously the, the uh, Panthers CEO, not the... Fox commentator, uh, he seems to think that they're going to keep him there. So, yeah, God knows, mate. Your guess is as good as mine, brother. What do you think is going to be the best player, Clear Turbo? Uh, best player this year or in general, mate? I still think probably Turbo, but it's going to be close. Cody Fidelia. What have we got? Uh, player that South Sydney should target next year. Personally, I think either Brandon Smith or Ash Taylor. I think every club should be targeting Brandon Smith, mate. Um, I mean, he's the best or the second best hooker in the game depending on who you talk to. He's only second to Harry Grant in my opinion. Uh, so there's a lot of clubs that should be going after him. I personally think that Dale Finucan leaving the Melbourne Storm indicates that Brandon Smith will probably stay there and he'll probably be the 13 moving forward and he'll probably be the best 13 in the game in two years or so. Uh, he could be the best 9 or the best 13 in the game. It's up to him what he wants to do. Any news on the Sharks signing a halfback or a centre? No, nah, no news, Hayden, that I've heard. I think that they should be going after Mitch Pierce, but apparently he's pretty comfortable up there. Ash Taylor is another one that I think they could potentially look into. Uh, I still think that Luke Brooks, his time at the Tigers has to come to an end soon. I've said a few times, Brooksy and the Tigers would just be the perfect divorce. I think it would be sensational for them to both go their separate ways. And I think that the Sharks would be a really good landing spot for Brooksy with a good forward pack behind him. I think he could do really good things there. Go Pats. Yeah, you're not doing as well now, are you, fuckers? Uh, how, how do you see Hastings and Tigers in 2022? Yeah, I'm really excited to see Jacko back. Uh, we've obviously had him on the podcast. Uh, people obviously uh, have their opinions on Jacko, but he's a champion bloke. I love I love talking to him. We, we, we talked for about an hour and a half before we hit record, so, uh, and then we spoke for another hour and a half. Champion fella, real family sort of guy, family orientated, just a... Just a real down-to-earth fella, and obviously the son of a champion player, Kevin Hastings. Uh, I was looking at his stats the other day from uh, Kevin Hastings, and I think he was the Dallium halfback of the year, 1980, 81, and 82. So pretty impressive stats for three years on the trot to be the Dallium, seven of the year back then as well. Uh, but Jacko's going to come back. He's really talented. He's won a man of steel over there. He's been really successful, but he is sort of always going to be one of those guys. He's a bit like Finchie or Sowie. No matter what he does, people are going to bag him. It does worry me that he is going to be at the West Tigers. They tend to attract a lot of criticism. And I just I just worry that Jackson will be the scapegoat next season. But I hope I'm wrong. I've never hoped I'm more wrong, to be honest with you. Will Penasini be the X Factor for Parramatta? For sure, mate. I love Will Penasini. Uh, I saw him play a little bit of schoolboy footy, a bit of Reggie's uh, at the start of this year as well. He's a really talented kid. We've got, we're, we're big, big fans of him. Uh, Panthers gone, or are they a different side with Toto back this week? Attack has been awful. Jazz, how are you, brother? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, I sort of think they're done and dusted. I think that they're they're exhausted. I, you know, I think the Melbourne Storm will score a lot of points in the back end of this game. And um, mate, coming up against the Melbourne Storm after they're well rested, when when Craig Bellamy has a week of tape to watch on you, two weeks essentially, it's going to be a tough gig. And the Panthers, they just looked battered and bruised the other night. I thought so. Uh, I kind of hope the Melbourne Storm win so that we have a good grand final because I just don't think if Penrith were to get themselves up for this, surely that's their grand final, you know. 
if you're the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Manly Seagulls, you're cheering on Penrith so hard, obviously. But uh, for the sake of the grand final and its quality, I really do hope the Melbourne Storm get up. Where to now for lower grade comps, under 20s and reserve grade? Yeah, it's going to be interesting over the next few years. It's sort of the thing that no one's talking about. Where are they going to get all their players from? They've now moved SG Ball up a year, so it's under 19s. I'm not sure what's doing in Queensland. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting going forward, mate. No doubt about it. Is Nathan Cleary the best player right now? Uh, he's right up there with him, mate. I think that Adam Reynolds is playing great footy at the moment too. I think he's the guy no one's talking about. Heap of guys down in Melbourne playing lights-out footy. Between Cheese, Harry Grant, Munster, Jerome Hughes. I mean, there's a lot of guys putting their hand up for the best player in the competition right now. Who should Eels sign this offseason? Uh, not sure, to be honest with you. I think they've got all the pieces there. They've just got to take themselves to that next level, which is easier said than done and... I'm not really providing you with an answer there, but I'm not sure if there's anyone they really need to go out and get. And I'm not sure if there's anyone they would be able to get considering their salary cap. They're pretty well spread out, obviously. Questions for Roosters next year, I assume, and who will be the starting halves? Uh, I think I would go with uh, Kiri and Walker, Jesse, mate. I think that would be my pick. I actually dropped a podcast. I quoted it today. It's coming out tomorrow morning, talking about are they the team to beat next year? I posted on Instagram the other day. A couple of interesting responses from you guys, so I take a deep dive into that. A percentage of South's chances to win the comp. Um, I would have Melbourne at about 80%. Um, so you work it out from there. Or, or probably 10 to 15% maybe. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough gig to beat. You're going to have to beat Melbourne at some point to win this competition, I think. And I'm not sure if any of the three sides are going to be able to beat them, to be honest with you. Where do you see the Broncos finishing? And are they finals bound? And two questions. Who's better? Titans brought Jesus Christ. Okay. Where do you see the Broncos finishing? Uh, I Yeah, I'll have to have a look at their squad heading into next year. I love Reynolds and Cape will go in there. Branko Leo had some good depth. I think it comes down to if Katoni Staggs on the field or not. If, if you tell me Katoni Staggs plays over 15 games, I'm probably saying they push for the top eight, to be honest with you. But if he plays under 15 games, they're probably in a bit of Barney rubble there. What does Manly have to do to beat Souths? Uh, you just have to control the ball. They turned over so much ball against Melbourne, and South Sydney are similar. They will make you pay. Uh, your right edge is going to be critical as well. Obviously, defending that left edge of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're just unreal at the moment. Cody Walker and AJ and whatnot. Uh, I think you have to put Blake Taff under a heap of pressure as well. And uh, Yeah, it's going to be a lot for the Manly Seagulls to knock them over. I, I do think they can, though, to be honest with you. And I think you just have to make them uncomfortable. You have to zing the ball around. Um, yeah, I'd probably be targeting Jackson Paulo if I was Des Hazler and the Manly Seagulls. I think I can see a bit of a weakness there. But uh, the rest of their side is pretty strong. Between Campbell Graham, Dane Gagai, you don't really get too many opportunities uh, through their edges. Jackson Paulo is probably the link that I would be targeting if I was coaching them. Do you think the last three prelim losses for the Rabbitohs has potential to flood a fire under them to play their best footy this weekend? I think, yeah. Yeah, mate, obviously the Rabbitohs, they haven't got the best record when it comes to prelim finals. Uh, I think this year might be a little bit different, though. Having the week off is massive. They they always make life extremely hard for themselves, the Rabbitohs. And you know what? They've probably made it a little bit hard for themselves this year without Latrell, but they've given themselves the advantage having that week off. They haven't done that for a couple of years off the top of my head. So it's a huge advantage. I think knowing that... Their next loss will be Reynolds' last game, Bennett's last game. I think it's going to play a role this weekend. What have you made of Luai's lack of origin since origin? What have you made of Luai's lack of energy since origin? Yeah, mate, this is the reality of state of origin with young guys. I mean, I think we all got this idea that the Penrith Panthers were invincible. We said before origin started, this was going to be their biggest test yet. 
It's the fact that you have to go to that another level and then come back to club level. There's a bit of a lull. They both had an injury after. I thought the injury was going to help them just to give them a, a, a bit of time to recover from all that. But they have really struggled to get back in the swing of things. And you're, you're seeing this all the time. And it's the really experienced teams like the Melbourne Storm who can handle themselves uh, during these origin periods. It's like Wayne Bennett at the Broncos. He always used to have these baby Broncos and he'd always get his team back up after origin. It's a massive test. And it's something that Ivan Cleary hasn't had to deal with uh, recently, I mean, obviously last year they went on this great run. It was unreal. But Origin was at the end of the year. They didn't have to deal with this sort of stuff in the middle of the season. And it's hard. It's really difficult. Yeah, only the best teams in the competition deal with it well. And yeah, there's always an Origin hangover. And I think Ivan Cleary, he'll learn a lot of things from this year, as will his players uh, that they can implement over the next few seasons. But it's not really a Jerome Luai issue. I think it's just the reality of rugby league. It's hard. Do you reckon Penrith lose against Melbourne because of the brutal game against Parramatta? Yeah, I think it's taken too much out of the tank, Jordan, to be honest with you. Madge surviving. Yeah, look, I've always said that if you're going to replace Madge, you've got to have someone better than him to replace him with, and I don't think the West Tigers are in a position to get someone better. I find it very strange that I mean, <laughs> like that they signed him, they re-signed him a year ago, and you know, said in the papers, he's the future, he's the guy, we're going to build around him. I mean, why a year later are you having negotiations about whether he should be there or not? It's just, there's just so much dysfunction there, it's hard to watch sometimes. I feel sorry for West Tigers fans. Roosters 2022. I think they'll be right up there, mate. I think they'll be a quality side next year. What do you make of the Roosters going to the two friend and court? Yeah, look, obviously the Chooks guys, they've lost a lot of players. There's a podcast coming tomorrow morning on the Roosters. So stay, stay tuned for that. But yeah, they've lost a lot of troops, but there's a lot of young guys there that have gained a heap of experience. Getting Luke Keary back is going to be huge. Getting Lindsay Collins back as well is going to be massive. You, Isaac, you obviously lose Isaac Liu, but a lot of young forwards there have really stepped up. I'm expecting a big season next year from Egan Butcher as well. Uh, Lindsay Collins, he's him and Luke Keary are the two I'm really excited for. You obviously get Joey Manu back and a host of stars. Sawali with another season under his belt. Billy Smith, hopefully he can put together an injury-free season. And Connor Watson walks back into the building as well, which will be scary. Hearing that Connor Watson might be the starting nine, which would be very interesting. I'd use him in the 14 jersey personally. Um, I think that he's, he's sort of throwing watermelons out of dummy half at the moment. But I'll tell you what, if Connor Watson is going to improve out of sight in the next three or four months, you know where he's going to do it at, Bondi Junction. So very interesting times. Up the Tigers and Hastings. Yeah, excited for Hastings, mate. I wish him all the very best. He's a champion fella. He's very misunderstood. If Cleary loses this week, is it fair to consider him a flat-track bully? Lost first game all in your finals. Yeah, you just got to remember with Cleary that he is young. Um, and when it comes to guys like Cleary, I've heard people say, oh, but Andrew Johns was successful straight away. Cooper Cronk, yeah, that's fine, but he's not those guys. He's Nathan Cleary, yeah. Everyone's going to develop differently. Um, Nathan has come in under a heap of pressure, a heap of expectation. He was thrown into origin really early. We've seen a lot of guys thrown into origin early, and they've turned out much worse than Nathan Cleary. I'm talking Mitchell Pierce. I'm talking Jared Mullen, these sort of guys. So just be patient with Nathan Cleary. I'm not going to call him a flat-track bully because you will have your pants pulled down. You will be embarrassed later in his career when he is incredibly successful, which I'm confident he will be. Loses versus Storm and misses round 23. Cleary misses two games. Cleary went... Turbo loses versus Storm and misses round 23. Cleary misses two games. Cleary wins. Uh, so, sorry, the doghouse. I'm, I'm not sure what you're trying to say there, brother. Send me another message if you want to tell me again. Uh, what have we got? Panthers versus Storm. Tigers. Tigers need a complete rebuild. Yeah, look, it's easy to say that, Reese, but, I mean, what, what what's a complete rebuild? Do you, do you kick everyone out of there and then start again? I mean, they're struggling to recruit people. You look at who they've recruited for next season. Who have they got? Two guys from England. 
And with respect to Jacko and Oliver Gildart, I mean, every single player that's off contract, the Tigers are in negotiations with, and they're not able to land any of them. So I know it's easy to say, oh, just knock, knock the place down, blow it up and rebuild again, but they're not able to attract anyone there at the best of times. So I'm starting from scratch. It's going to be a very tough gig for them. Any plans for the off-season? Yeah, heap of content, mate. Uh, we'll be going every day still on the podcast. So if you need your rugby league fixture in the off-season, Rugby League Guru Podcast will be the one for you. A heat plan for the off-season. Uh, what have we got? I'll be tuning into the AFL Grand Final Saturday or what? Yeah, Jacob, I will be watching it, mate. I don't really follow the AFL at all, but once the Saturday afternoon footy is over, I'm in lockdown anyway, so I'll definitely be getting stuck into it. I'd hope you're going well if you were the best spine possible right now. What would it be? Jack Stevens, great question, brother. Uh, the best spine possible, I think I would have to go with... Uh, I'd Jesus. I'd probably go with Teddy at fullback, to be honest with you. Uh, I'd pick Turbo somewhere else in the side. I'd go Teddy at fullback. I think I'd probably go Cam Munster at six. I would go with Cleary or Adam Reynolds in the seven. I'd actually consider Nathan uh, Adam Reynolds, to be honest with you. And then at hooker, I'd probably go with Harry Grant in my side. That'd be how I'd run. I'd take the running game and the ruck recognition of Harry Grant, the kicking game of Adam Reynolds, the control, just the x-factor of Cameron Munster at six and then I'd have Teddy at fullback uh you know we all know what Teddy's capable of hard to leave turbo out but I would put him in the squad somewhere else Tigers need a fresh start yeah yeah they need a fresh start but mate, even when you get a what's a fresh start is that a new season is that a new coach is that new players because they can't attract any it's a tough situation to be in mate it's oh I think the NRL is the hardest competition in the world to drag yourself off the canvas from. And at the moment, they're on the canvas. It's very, very tough to rebuild themselves. I mean, if you have a look around this competition at the moment, you look how bad the Canterbury Bulldogs have gone over the last few years and look at the guys they've been able to sign. Now, the West Tigers, they have been in negotiations with every single one of those fellas and they've all chosen the Canterbury Bulldogs over the West Tigers. So, mate, it, it is saying something. The West Tigers, yeah, what well, they finished 13th this year, 9th the year before. They're, they're perennial at finishing ninth. I mean, the Canterbury Bulldogs have won a couple of spoons over the last few years off the top of my head, and they're still able to get these guys that seemingly won't even consider the West Tigers. So they are, they're in a tough spot, mate, no doubt about it. Um, thoughts on Anthony Griffin? Yeah, I think Griff gets um, gets a bit of the rough end of the stick. I mean, all the guys you talk to that have been coached by Griffin absolutely love him. I know that I had Jarrell Yao Yee on the podcast, and I sort of said to him off mic, like, geez, Dragons are in trouble. And he said to me, mate, Anthony Griffin will get them sorted out. They'll be playing good footy. And lo and behold, they were. They were in the top eight until uh, this barbecue and the, the whole place just uh, shit the bed, essentially. So I think Anthony Griffin gets a bit of a rough rap sometimes. Uh, but, mate, it's I, I think nowadays people bag ref, uh, coaches if they're not in the top five or six guys. And the top five or six guys are really elite fellas. It's not easy to be up there. He's walked in on a squad that's not fantastic. Uh, he lost Ben Hunt for a couple of times during the season, which really hurt his cause as well. So interesting to see what Anthony Griffin can do with these young guys coming through the system. I think priority one has to be keeping all these young fellas because they are going to be special. Uh, what have we got? 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Tigers need a... <laughs> Jesse Reese, you're going in on the Tigers, brother. Jesus Christ. Props of the year. Jacob, good question. Uh, I'd be going for Payne Haas and probably James Fisher-Harris. Um... If you're going to count Isaiah Papali, I'd put him in there as well, but I think it has to be those two. I'll tell you who else has been sensational. Jared Rhea Hargraves in a season where, like, oh, I'm sure the Roosters would have come into this season with an expectation that Rhea Hargraves, he wouldn't probably play every single game. He wouldn't play huge minutes every single week. They would rest him between Lindsey Collins, Takiaho, Isaac Liu, these sort of guys, Radley as well. And all these guys have missed so much football. Rhea Hargraves has just had to play like an absolute warrior all year. So a lot of respect for Jared for what he's done this year. He's been incredible, and I think he's been the glue that's held that team together. Mitch Moses, still your love child. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. You can bag me for liking Mitch Moses. I know it's the popular thing to bag him for no apparent reason. Uh, even when he plays well, people bag him. I don't really understand why. It's an interesting one with Mitch Moses. But he definitely has improved this year. Uh, if you don't think he's improved as a halfback, I think you're sort of just holding on to old grudges, to be honest with you. Pittsburgh fan explains it all. Yeah, fair shout, mate. Fair shout. Um, evening Guru, hope you're doing well. Thoughts on Canterbury's crop of youngsters coming through at the moment. The likes of Scoop, Bidioto, Patolo, Topene have been impressive for mine. Mate, beyond Iodo, I really like him. Aaron Scoop as well. They've also just signed a young kid from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. His name is Josh Cook. He's a hooker. I think he's going to do really good things there as well. So, yeah, a couple of good guys coming through at the Canterbury Bulldogs and a couple of impressive guys that they have signed as well. There's another centre that I saw play SG Ball this year. Name escapes me off the top of my head. Uh, right centre for Canterbury. He looks very, very impressive as well. Which top teams do you see struggling for 2022? I think the South Sydney Rabbitohs are going to be interesting, mate. Obviously, losing Adam Reynolds is going to be a huge loss. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who plays seven there. Outside of that, I think the top eight will stay pretty similar to what it is now. Uh, I think if Manly were to lose Turbo for the season, though, that's a different story all of a sudden. They're probably the only team that I see sliding out of that top group, to be honest with you. Uh, thoughts on the Bulldogs young player Paul Alamotti this is the fellow I was talking about thank you Evan I watched him play at Belmore at the start of the season it was pouring with rain he's only 16 I think and he was playing SG ball and his first touch he came off his left foot and threw this flick ball in the rain to his uh, to his winger to score against the Roosters it was unreal he, it's, it's the only time I've seen him play apart from highlights but it's, it's a different feel when you see guys play live and to me he just looked like the real deal considering he was young it was in the rain against the Roosters, who, who had a pretty solid SG ball side. It was a very impressive performance there. Which halfback do you think the Raiders should sign? Uh, I'd like to see them sign a Luke Brooks, to be honest with you, mate. I'd love to see Brooks in a different system. I think he could do really well. Aiden Caesar, he's obviously re-signed over there in England. I'm not sure if he'd be the answer anyway. Uh, Mitchell Pierce is another one that I think would be unreal. I think a number of clubs should be calling Mitch Pierce's management and see if they can get him to budge and potentially move. Uh, Jacko Mowing, how are you going? Good, Jacko. Hope you're well, brother. Take care of yourself. Luai is not overrated. He is absolutely amazing, 5'8", playing with Kiri. Yeah, I think Luai, uh, he's got a bit of unfair criticism this year. It's funny, you know, as soon as guys don't have stats or whatever, their performance just doesn't matter. I think you've got to remember with Luai that Burton's sort of shifted out to centre. He's played like that Jamie, Jamie Lyons sort of role this year. So it sort of meant that Luai hasn't had to do as much as he's had to do last year. You look at the amount of times that Matt Burton comes up with something unreal and we cheer and we say, how good is he? Um, and obviously, Jerome Luai doesn't get any stats for that, so we think Luai's playing shit, but he's just understanding you've got to release the ball. This is what Luke is a genius at, and this is what a, a, not enough halves understand, that 
sometimes you're more dangerous without the football, just giving your quality players outside your space. When you got Kikau, Toto, and Matty Burton outside you, I'd be releasing that ball pretty early as well, just quietly. Unpopular opinion, Manly should be starting Suli over Parker. I'm not sure how unpopular this is, to be honest with you, mate. A lot of people seem very keen on Suli. Uh, there are a lot of defensive issues with Moses Suli, though. In attack, he's unreal. It's great. Uh, but defensively, there are some issues. And I think Parker's done well enough this year to hold on to his spot. Uh, if you would have said to me at the start of this year, we're in a prelim final and Brad Parker's defending for Manly out there, I would have said, Jesus, they're in trouble. But he's really impressed me this year, to be honest with you, mate. I think he cops a, uh, a bad rack, to be honest with you. When is the guru doing an NRL coaching course? <laughs> Luca, mate, you know, you, you've already been through it, brother. Look at you now. Uh, what does Manly need to do to beat South? Yeah, we've spoken about that game, guys. Um, do you think Rabbitohs will win? Surely Tigers throw a bit at Sims and Tapau and get them. Look, Tapau's already been there. Um, I Yeah, I, I'm a bit iffy on Tapau at the moment, to be honest with you. Tariq Sims, though, I think he'd be a really, really good signing um, for the West Tigers. I think that'd be a good get. Should the NRL introduce the draft and trade period? Draft, no, we don't have the we don't have the foundations for it. Wouldn't work for me. Draw, uh, trade period, I do like that. Uh, I think the draft is, you know, selfishly, I want draft day because I want to get on the beers and have a barbecue and enjoy myself that day with the boys. But I just think, as far as the NRL set up, it just wouldn't work. I hear a lot of people say to me, "Oh, yeah, but like." You know, Sam Walker, if he would have gone to, you know, the Titans a couple of years ago when they finished last, they'd be a different football side. It's like, would they, though? Like, would Sam Walker be the same player at the Roosters as he would be at a struggling club that can't get their shit together? I personally don't think so. And I'll tell you right now, when you look at Sam Walker and the highlights package and how good he was in high school, you know who was as good, if not better? I would argue better. People would disagree. But if you watched him play, you probably say better. It was Ash Taylor. Yeah, spent a lot of time at the Gold Coast Titans. They never got the very best out of him. I mean, you just can't say that you take one guy out of a really good system, put him in a shit system, and he's going to turn him around straight away. It's just not how it works. And if you want an example of that, go and have a look at the NFL draft. Look at how many of those round one picks go to shit clubs and turn into all-timers and turn those franchises around. Not too many of them, realistically. Which player should the Eels target in the offseason? As I said, mate, I think the Eels, they've pretty much got the squad they need. It's just about getting them ready to take that next level. Uh, what have people got against Hastings? Jacob, for, for that younger audience, Hastings came in as a very, very confident guy. One of those guys that it was borderline confidence meeting arrogance. And, um, you know, I, I said this to him when we spoke about it, and he was aware of it. You know, he got caught arrogant all of his life. He was just super confident, and he was confident because he had all the ability in the world. Jacko was an absolute freak uh, coming through the juniors, and, you know, it's one of those things. He's also the son of Kevin Hastings. People were telling him constantly how good he was and pumping up his tires. I can understand how a kid could get a little bit overconfident, potentially arrogant like Jacko did, but a lot of people were against him off the back of that. Uh, he also had that incident with DCE, which uh, was sort of blown out of proportion a little bit. Papers got a hold of it and carried on. I don't think Trent Barrett handled that one overly well either, even though I don't think that's been broadcast as much as what it should be. Uh, but Jacko, he's he's matured so much as a bloke and as a footballer. I think it's going to be really exciting when he does get back here. Just with Jacko, don't buy into the headlines that you'll read next year. They'll try and pin him as the scapegoat. Uh, he's not the fellow that everyone's going to tell you that he is. Watching the podcast, it's great, mate. Thanks, Lockie. Appreciate that, brother. Hopefully, you keep tuning in. Uh, who's going to benefit the Broncos with Adam Reynolds going there? Uh, yeah, I think they're all going to benefit as a system, mate. Uh, to have the best kicking game in rugby league walk into your team, it is massive. I think it'll be fantastic for whoever gets to wear the six jersey as well. I think you're going to have Tyson Gamble and Albert Kelly going head-to-head for it. Uh, competition for that position is going to be sensational. So, really, really excited about the Broncos next year. I think it's going to be very interesting. 
Uh, I've got about two or three more minutes left, mate. Uh, bro, can you do more alternate universe podcasts? Yeah, man, it's actually, Jacob, it's something we've got. I, I know that you messaged me about this a couple of weeks ago. Something we've got prepared for the off-season, alternate universe, where we take something that happened in rugby league and we explain what would have happened potentially if it didn't play out the way it <clears throat> Jesus, play out the way it did. So, uh, for example, if Anthony Minicello never got injured, that's one we did before. Um, yeah, a heap of stuff that we can touch on. But, yes, Jacob, we've got a plan for the off-season, brother. Alternate universe on the podcast. Really fun topic. Who's the best player under the age of 18 you've ever seen? Uh, Bryce Cartwright, Jack Bird, Ash Taylor, Jackson Hastings. Uh, probably one of those guys. There's a guy that was playing for the Roosters a couple of years ago, Ronald Volkman. He really impressed me as well. I'd probably have to say Bryce Cartwright or Jack Bird, though. Uh, Bryce Cartwright was unbelievable. He could play, when he was 16, he could play 16s, 18s, 20s and be the best guy on the field. He was insane. I still remember the old stories. One of my mates used to play for the Knights, and he said that, when the Panthers team bus used to arrive, they used to all come up together. There'd be an under-16s bus and an under-18s bus. And the under-16s game would be first. So they'd all sit there and watch as the guys got off the bus one by one to see which bus Bryce Cartwright was on. And if he was on the 18s bus, the Harold Matts would celebrate because they knew they were going to win. But if he got off on the under-16s bus, they knew they were, they were up shit creek without a paddle. That's how good this guy was. And the, the under-18s would put their heads down straight away because Bryce, he was just that good as a teenager. He was unreal. Do you rate Dunster if he puts on five more kilos? Reckon he has the potential to be an elite winger. Yeah, I definitely think he has the potential to be the elite winger, mate. I love Dunster. I think that his game on the weekend was sensational too. He's a really, really tough runner of the ball. He just fights for all of his meat. He's not afraid to roll his sleeves up. Yeah, big fan of Hayes Dunster, mate. Looks the goods to me. Rabideau's good enough to win it without without Latrell. I don't think so, but I didn't think they'd win week one without Latrell either. So I uh, might not be the best person to ask realistically. Do you think Xavier Savage will start next year? Potentially, mate. Uh, we keep hearing that Chance Nickel Clockstead's going to swap positions and play centre, maybe. I think Xavier Savage is probably too good not to be playing if you're in that camper team, realistically. So, another one to watch. I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out there. Team, do you follow? Jake, I don't have a team that I follow, brother. Just a huge fan of the game. Love it. Uh, sort of helps still in the podcast and the page. Keeps me unbiased, which... Uh, I know a lot of people think that I go for certain teams and I hate certain teams or whatever the hell it might be. I've got fans from every club that think I hate their club. Uh, I've got fans from every club that think I go for another club. So uh, just the way it goes, mate. But to be honest with you, don't have a team. Just love the game. Uh, what have we got? Mitch Moses in for a breakout year next season. Uh, possibly, mate. I just I don't think Mitch Moses is going to have that all of a sudden bang year where he explodes. He's just progressing slowly, heading in the right direction. I think it's the best way for Mitch to go. Um, do you reckon right edge of South Sydney is quality? Yeah, I think the right edge is pretty underrated, to be honest with you. I love Campbell Graham. I think he's a sensational player. Jackson Paulo, uh, he's developing as well. Uh, I think he's still got a lot more to go in his career, a lot more to learn. But Campbell Graham, I'm a huge fan of, mate. It's just the reality of the Rabbitohs. Their left edge is so strong that you have to go there, and you can't blame them realistically. And especially this weekend, obviously, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they'll be picking out that edge of DCE, uh, Ola Katoa, and Morgan Harper. The Melbourne Storm, they really executed through there. So be really interesting because Cody Walker, he doesn't tend to use his edge back rower that much, which is where you'll sort of try and get to that inside shoulder of DCE, which is where there's been a lot of weakness. I think it might be something that Wayne Bennett will identify this week to try and get Colin Montungi some ball close because you never see them use that front guy, whether it's Adam Reynolds or Cody Walker. They tend to always go out the back. So something to keep an eye on there. Maybe some loose change on Colin Montungi uh, for an anytime try scorer in that one. Dylan, thank you, brother. Love your work. Love talking footy. Thanks, Popper. Appreciate it, brother. Um, you're the best. Thank you, mate. Uh, 
Lardroy, appreciate that. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, mate. Cruise better than Luai by a country mile. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't say a country mile, but I think Walker is the better footballer, mate. He's the one that I would rather sign or have, yeah. New South Wales, six for next year. Kiri, yeah, I think Kiri's got a really good shot, mate. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who was the six this year. Who was it? Nathan Cleary and I'm, I'm shooting a complete blank. He obviously got Cody Walker who will put his hand up. He'll be there and thereabouts. Jack White will be thereabouts. If the Canberra Raiders are in form, Jacko will be a shot there as well. Jerome Luai was the 5'8", so I'm going mad. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, the Cleary and Luai combo got the job done for them this year in those two games, so they'll be hard to break up. Depends how Penrith's going. Um, you got to remember with Luke Kiry, he's coming off an ACL, so traditionally that first season back tends to be a little bit slower. So, But Kiry's a proven champion. Uh, I know that Freddie's a big fan of him. Uh, so, yeah, interesting to see which way they go there. Uh, what have we got? Plenty of bandwagons on here. <laughs> Always is, brother. Always is. I hated Papali in the middle near Corey. And Papali, a two-gun backer, who need to start next year. I like Matto playing lock off the bench. Yeah, I like Isaiah Papali on the edge too, mate. I don't like when they use him in the middle. I don't think they need him in the middle either, realistically. Lachlan Ilias for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I really like this shout, mate. I've been a big fan of Lachlan Ilias for a long time. Just depends if he starts in the seven or not. I wouldn't be surprised if they go Blake Taft there, potentially. Uh, but Ilias, he's definitely a rookie to keep an eye on. One for your black book, without a doubt. Um, what have we got? What do you think of playing doubleheaders at Bank West? It's recently been renamed Combank Stadium, actually, mate. Obviously, Combank owns Bank West, so that change has come in. Uh, yeah, oh, I love doubleheaders, mate. I, uh, I've i sort of got used to watching footy from home, to be honest with you. I probably enjoy that more. But if there's a doubleheader on, uh, it is good fun to go out there. Thoughts on Johnny Asiata officially signing with the Bulldogs. Love John Asiata, mate. I think he's the most underutilized player in this competition. Unreal footballer. I think they just need to slap him the 13 jersey on his back and just let him go, though. Stop trying to over overcoach this fella. Jesus, guys, there's so many questions there. Sorry, guys, I haven't been able to get to all of them there. Uh, did you see Selwyn Cobos trying Queensland Cup? Gus, I did, mate. It just looked like Latrell Mitchell, didn't it? It was unreal. Rugby League memes, Cockerville. I uh, don't want to disappoint you, brother. Trust me. Send out a search party. Uh, how much do you think Kikau is worth on the market? People saying he's worth one mil, but I personally think he's more on the 750. Yeah, I wouldn't be paying a million for him and i got to tell you, I don't know if I'd be paying seven fifty for him either, to be honest with you. He's just not consistent enough for me. He's got that high-end ability, but you've also seen Viliami Kikau in one of the best teams in the competition with two of the best ball players as well. So uh, I would assume whoever signs Kikau, they're going to sign him for a lot of money, which will probably be a desperate club, which will probably be a club without halves like Cleary and Luai. So you probably tend to get less out of Kikau. So I wouldn't be paying overs for him, mate. Are you any good at football yourself, mate? No, very, very average, brother. Extremely average. Uh, what else have we got? One more, guys. Pick one randomly, then we'll hit the road. Do you stay motivated with the game without supporting anyone? Good question. Um, mate, I just I just love it inside out. I've always loved it. Uh, all my mates are huge footy fans as well, so we just talk 24-7, same as I'm always talking with you guys. So uh, I've never really even thought about that, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah. It's a bit weird when you don't go for a team. You sort of take emotion out of it and you watch everyone else blow up and lose their heads all the time. It's, uh, yeah, gives me a bit of enjoyment, to be honest with you. But, mate, uh, always always just love the game, whatever's going on. Try and keep it as positive as we can on the page and on the podcast. Uh, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. Uh, thanks for joining me again. I know it was a little bit late tonight. As you can see, recorded all this on the podcast. So all will be available first thing tomorrow morning. 
going on uh, YKTR Sports podcast tomorrow to talk all things rugby league with Ice and Jackson. So really looking forward to that. Uh, so stay tuned for that podcast over the next 24 hours and this entire live will be available tomorrow morning on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Cheers, legends. Have a good night. Hopefully your bets get up this weekend and your teams win. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.